Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, inviting you to try their Pick'em game. Pick between two to five players and just select whether to go higher or lower on a given stat. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Sign up with promo code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. Game day is underway. This is the famous automotive tire and quick lube kickoff show presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch. Live from Tailgaters Parking, here are your hosts, Mia O'Brien and Tom McManus. That's right, Jacksonville. Monday Night Football. It's been a long time since we've been in the spotlight, but here we are. Time to show the world Jacksonville's for real, baby. Cincy, sorry for your luck, but you're leaving with a loss. Now, let's go! Now, are you ready to get down to business? And here we are, back at our familiar stomping grounds. We're usually here bright and early on Sunday mornings, but folks, your Jacksonville Jaguars are a division-leading AFC potential number one seed after tonight, so that means we get prime time football. Mia O'Brien here at Tailgaters Park and Growlers Bar and Grill alongside the embedded and shredded Hayes Carlion, the illustrious Graham Marsh, and producer Casey Dobson, keeping us on the air and sounding oh so perfect back at 1010XL World Headquarters. Hayes, we made it. We made it. What so a many, night. So many people were worried we'd be flexed out. We wouldn't get to experience Monday Night Football for the first time since 2011. And here we are, Tailgaters Park and Growlers Bar and Grill till 5 p.m. The party is about to begin. And the stakes couldn't be higher because of what you alluded to, Mia. The road to the Super Bowl could run through Jacksonville. If the Jaguars win out, they're going to have that opportunity. Yes, coupled with the Chiefs' loss last night to the Green Bay Packers and, of course, the Jaguars' 24-21 win last week over the Houston Texans. Jacksonville not only in the driver's seat in the AFC South, but they also control their own destiny with six games still to play with regards to that number one overall seed, which would mean a first-round bye and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati Bengals, as Casey alluded to in the open, uh, have had a bad string of luck. Joe Burrow is no more, no Joe, the rest of the way for the Cincinnati Bengals. That obviously has changed the complexity of their season and their offense, Hayes. Yeah, he's the cerebral assassin of the NFL. I mean, Joe Burrow is just so poised. Uh, He does such a magnificent job of diagnosing what a defense wants to do and breaking it down. And when he's healthy, He's absolutely one of the true elite franchise quarterbacks in this league. Without him, Cincinnati loses its entire identity. And I don't think they did a very good job of providing an insurance policy. Jake Browning is substandard, and I think that's going to play out tonight. Cincinnati has its issues even beyond the Burrow injury that we'll dive into. Lack of running success. I think a defense that's worse than what I expected to see on paper. And so a lot of advantages tonight for the Jaguars in this game. If the moment isn't too big for the Jaguars, uh, if they're ready to play, there's no reason to think the Jaguars shouldn't get a victory tonight. The Bengals are 5-6 and six entering tonight's contest, coming off a 16-10 loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And more than just Drake Browning's line, Hayes, in which he went 19-26 of 26 for 227 and a touchdown and a pick, which actually is pretty good when you say it on the surface. What stands out to me, Joe Mixon, eight rushes for 16 yards. We saw that Pittsburgh defense up in Pittsburgh when the Jaguars faced them week nine. They've certainly got ball players, 
But we didn't see a run game, a run defense, excuse me, that limited Travis Etienne to that extent. And Joe Mixon is supposed to be one of the premier running backs in the National Football League. Yeah, and when he doesn't have room, like any back, it's just hard to, to get going. And I think that was the case against Pittsburgh. I anticipate that'll be what Mixon finds tonight. The Jaguars have been outstanding defending the run all year. They're fourth in the league. And I would expect that is going to carry through. Cincinnati certainly has an incredible group of receivers. But I think the Jaguars' plan is going to be shut down the ground game, put Browning in bad down and distance situations, and then get after him and, 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 and turn him over. And I think the Jaguars will be able to do that. I, I think Mixon will have more success than he did against the Steelers. It's hard to uh, hold him to under that. But I'd be surprised if Joe Mixon runs for more than 45 yards tonight. And they do get T. Higgins back. I think that's a big factor in their offense. It's akin to getting Zay Jones back if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars a few weeks ago because it's hard to match up as a defense having three bona fide number one, number two wide receivers, which the Bengals do have in Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. At the same time, though, this is an offensive line that you already have Jake Browning, so you've already said at the quarterback position we won't be as great as what we once were with Joe Burrow. And as much as we've invested so much in free agency, that offensive line is still giving up a ton of sacks. Yeah, it is. It's been a a problem for that organization now for many years and, and continues to be. And it's something that, you know, I think the Jaguars certainly can take advantage of. Josh Allen's having a career year. Uh, he's on pace to shatter the, the franchise single-season sack record. Uh, you look at Trayvon Walker is playing much better. Uh, they've, they've really got a potent one and two now uh, that's giving offensive lines a lot, of, a lot of problems. And the interior, in terms of the defending the run, is excellent. I'd like there to be a little bit more of an interior pass rush, and hopefully that will come uh, in the next few weeks as Devon Hamilton gets back into form because I think he's really the only one that can pre- – provide it but for tonight I would be surprised if this Jaguars front doesn't give Cincinnati all sorts of trouble and you know the legion of black in the stadium is going to give Browning and Cincinnati tremendous operational problems with the crowd noise they're going to deliver. Hey uh, Casey Dobson back at 1010XL World Headquarters I see you got the restream all ready to go we got the names and the numbers but we need to press play on that YouTube that Facebook and that Twitter on on OBS because we got some folks on the text line design my lifetime enclosures who are ready to be streaming Jaguars kickoff pregame fun here on the famous automotive and quick loop kickoff show brought to you of course by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch there we are now live on YouTube Facebook and oh so much more and of course you can catch us 92.5 FM 10.10 AM the 92.5 and the 10.10 app. Meanwhile let's recap the Jaguars from a week ago. What a massive victory. There will be those Hayes that say that the Jaguars had the benefit of Matt Amendola not making a kick over 50 yards in his NFL career. The fact that they got a doink game they had the ball go off the crossbar that saved them from having to go to an overtime in which Houston would have had much of the momentum but for me I felt like the Jaguars thoroughly outplayed Houston throughout the duration of the game. Yeah, they really did. I thought it was a tremendous effort by the Jaguars uh, in, in, in sort of stiff-arming Houston and saying, yeah, you're, you're a nice story, but you're not quite there yet. The Jaguars really haven't been in that position, so it was good to see them exert themselves, show that kind of maturity on the road. And there was some adversity that they had to battle through. You know, late first half, early third quarter, uh, you know, it, there was a little bit of a rough patch there for the Jaguars, but to their credit, they were able to find themselves gather themselves composed and uh, and pull off you know really I think a victory that doesn't put the division away but it, it I think it puts it in the 85 probability percentile 
that the Jaguars are not going to be caught by Houston. Now, Houston got a nice win yesterday against Denver to, to stay in it, and the Colts are still kind of in the picture, uh, but obviously the Jaguars have the sweep over them, and they're, I think, going to finish with a better divisional record than Houston. Houston's lost twice in the AFC South. Uh, the Jaguars just have to go win at Nashville in the finale, which I firmly expect that they will do, and then they'll finish at 5-1, and one, and that'll be the tiebreaker over Houston. So the Jaguars don't they, – they, not only do these teams have to catch the Jaguars, they're going to have to surpass them, and I think it's going to be awfully difficult thanks to that tremendous performance in Houston. And obviously the schedule plays into a factor there. That's why I actually think, and we'll get to this in a second, I think Houston could still finish in second in the division. But the reality is, and we let off the show by saying this, Hayes, the Jaguars have Monday Night Football against a Joe Burrowless Bengals. They have to travel to Cleveland. Who knows whose quarterback it is anyways. Their whole team. I, I, I mean, mean, Amari Cooper. Yeah. They're, they've got Miles offensive Garrett line. Miles Garrett. I mean, Cleveland is really falling apart. Right. So, which, I mean, any given Sunday, it's a week-to-week sure. league. But you go to Cleveland, which is a decimated roster. You host the Baltimore Ravens, which if the Kansas City Chiefs can't figure out their wide receiver situation, that's the game for the number one seed in the, in the AFC, without question. And it is Sunday night here in Duval. From there, you face three teams with losing records to end your season. And so I look at the Jaguars' schedule. I look at the Colts' schedule, which, I mean, I believe it's they still got to play Miami. Tennessee has to play Miami, but I believe the Colts still have to play a couple other teams that are still factors in division races, whereas the Houston Texans, I mean, they get to go travel to play the Jets next week. I mean, it's, you, you could do with that information what you will. Their, right. their schedule is softer than Charmin, which is why I think the Texans will still be a factor. But the beautiful thing is the Jaguars control their own destiny. The even more beautiful thing was I really felt like your two marquee national players in Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen both stepped up in last week's game when they needed to. We heard it from everybody in the postgame locker room. Trevor was on one the whole week. Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk said to me, you looked in his eyes, something was different. Can he carry that to today? Yeah, and I think he will. I mean, obviously, we talk about will the moment be too big for the Jaguars, and, and you know, we'll see. I think, I think they'll pass with flying colors, but they do have to prove they can go out there and play well on Monday Night Football. But for Trevor Lawrence, it's, it's no concern. He's been in these moments his entire career. So if Trevor doesn't play well tonight, it won't be because of the moment or anything. He'll just have had a bad night. But I, I don't anticipate it. I think Trevor Lawrence is hitting his stride. I think he's only going to get better. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, he'll, he will only get better as we get to the end of this thing. Uh, and I think he's going to be peaking at the perfect time at the end of this month as you go into the tournament. We're only getting better. We're only just getting started, Carlion, because we have a jam-packed, famous auto and quick loop kickoff show for you. Live guests, of course, Frank Frangie joining us on the other side. A whole lot of analysis as we get you set for the Jaguars and the Bengals tonight at the Bank 820 kickoff, which, of course, you can also catch the entire game right here on 92.5 FM and 1010 AM. Don't go anywhere. The famous automotive and quick loop kickoff show brought to you by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch rolls on right after this. Getting game day underway. Live from Tailgaters Parking. The famous automotive tire and quick lube kickoff show. Presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch on 1010XL. Casey's got the Skinner rocking, Car Lion. Love it. Because Monday Night Football, coming back to Duval. We're renaming it the Monday Night Special. The Monday Night (laughs) Special. I wonder if we're going to rename the Duval Donkey or what drink we will be making. Because, yes, folks, we are actually going to partake in brackish vodka at a 
I guess, normal hour yeah. of the day. Yeah. A little yeah. bit later in the program, Matt Brookshire just like stopped by. We yeah. will be, be making some sort of brackish concoction coming up at 440, but a whole lot to get to before then. And how appropriate, because a bit of breaking news when it comes to the Jaguars injury situation. So without further ado, the let's hit it, Casey. The personal injury attorneys of Farah and Farah present this injury update. Farah and Farah. Jacksonville. Exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we did know coming into tonight's game that four players listed as questionable for the Jaguars. That included two tight ends and Luke Farrell and Brenton Strange, who suffered an injury in practice on Friday. It was a foot injury to Strange. Doug Peterson Saturday seemed like, yeah, there's a chance he could go, maybe not. Obviously, that kind of leaves that second and third tight end spot in limbo. And so the Jaguars have officially announced they have elevated tight end Josh Peterson to the active roster go. for tonight's game. So, 0049. Here we go. Uh, actually, in uh, in like lighter news, I know there's those of you who are rolling your eyes right now that Doug's son has been elevated to the active roster for tonight's game. But the reality is, Hayes, he is an NFL tight end. He yeah. has played in the NFL before. And I'm excited because they do get the whole Peterson family over to games. And I know the grandma's here and the aunts and the uncles. And so I'm excited for him that he'll get to play in front of the whole family. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what – what, what role he has, it's, it's a tough break for Brenton Strange because, you know, obviously he just hasn't been used very much. It's not that they don't like him. They're still very happy with his progress, but it's, it's a loaded room. Evan Ingram is obviously a star. Uh, Luke Farrell has played well, uh, you know, and, and so in, in looking at it, there just haven't been the opportunities for Brenton and, uh, you know, particularly being a second-round pick, but, but they're still really excited about him. So that's unfortunate if that injury is going to keep him out for any length of time. But, yeah, Josh Peterson, obviously, uh, you know, he's, he's got a chance. We'll see what kind of, what kind of role he has tonight. But uh, it's a great story. So uh, if he's out there, hopefully he produces. It didn't sound like it was a dramatic injury from what Doug said Saturday. And it's not like they placed him on IR, which the Cincinnati Bengals did for one of their star players, which we'll get to here in a second. So that's why I'm optimistic that maybe this is a week-to-week injury for Brenton Strange, who has come up very critical in the blocking game so far this season in his rookie year. Uh, Meanwhile, the two injuries that you probably really are concerned most about, Travis Etienne, Tyson Campbell, both listed as questionable for for this game tonight. Travis Etienne told me Thursday, Hayes, he thinks he's playing. Obviously, he had a couple extra days to get ready for tonight's game a whole day today yes no when it comes to those two players today I think they're both active I, I think with ETN this is a game in which if you need to to ride him a little bit you do it I think Cleveland could be one in which you look at slowing him down a little bit and taking some of his workload off uh Dearness Johnson will obviously be really fired up for that game so uh, just in sort of peeking ahead be, with it being a short week uh against the Browns I think that could be where you see ETN get a little bit of a load management game. But for the most part, I think uh, he's going to be active tonight. And I think Tyson Campbell's going to be active, which is gigantic because of obviously if Cincinnati's going to come in here and win tonight, you got to think Jamar Chase is scoring a couple times with probably 140 yards, and T. Higgins is probably giving him 85 in a score, and you know maybe Boyd or tight end does something. But, uh, but Tyson Campbell absolutely – uh, and, again, this is a, another one where you look at next week, short week, will you need Tyson Campbell against Cleveland? You might not. So you can probably roll the dice a little bit. Can he make it through this game? And then maybe, if need be, you know, you, you, you limit him a little bit against the Browns. It sure sounded like both those guys dating back to college felt like they had something to prove playing 
tonight. Obviously, part of it is the last time these two teams faced, I think it goes without saying, um, a certain plane drama with the former head coach. Um, but also it resulted in a loss. The Jaguars blew a three-score lead. And so Travis Etienne, when I spoke with him Thursday, talked about that. But he also talked about, yes, having lost to Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and LSU and, of course, his former teammate in T. Higgins. And I think Tyson Campbell kind of feeling the same. So I'll be curious to see if those two players give it a go. Meanwhile, for Cincinnati, they did place quarterback Cam Taylor Britt, who suffered an ankle injury in practice last week on IR that's a huge blow to this Bengals secondary yeah absolutely and again this is a defense that's really struggling they're last in yards per play allowed in the league so this is a defense that can't afford any attrition and uh, and that's a big loss for them Absolutely, and the Bengals also signed A.J. McCarron from the practice squad to the active roster, so further depth at that quarterback position if the Jaguars are to get to Jake Browning tonight. What does Frank Frangie think of all this? Let us ask the voice of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. I hit all that breaking news, Frank, and I didn't even hit the biggest breaking news of the day, which is the end zones are painted black. Yes, you heard that right, folks. Frank Frangie joins us now on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. Of all the headlines I just ran through that you so kindly listened to, uh, what gets your attention the most, sir? Well, certainly the black, the black end zones. <laughs> no, the, uh, it's a blackout tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think the tight end position, uh, hello to you and uh, Hayes, uh, good afternoon, by the way. And, yes, I think, I think the tight end things of significance, Mia, because they play a lot of three tight end sets. They dress three tight ends. It's typically Evan Ingram, Bretton Strange, and Luke Farrell. And one of their chief running sets, that they also run a lot of play action out of is a three tight end set. They let them all up on the same side. They have two on the line and one off the line. And that is a standard formation for Doug Peterson. At least it has been this year. So I wouldn't expect Josh Peterson to dress and not play. I don't think that's an emergency call up. I think that's a call up and he's going to, unless they change what their game plan has been. Again, if you look back, I would say probably seven, eight times a game, they use that three tight end set and run out of it. They run out of it a lot. They play action out of it. So I would guess that Josh Peterson is going to play some of the game. I don't think this is an emergency call-up, and then you play him if somebody gets hurt. So I, that'll be interesting to me to see how they play this. Frank, what are your expectations for ETN and Tyson Campbell? Yeah, I, I think they're, they're both going to play. I think that there'll be some small tweaks I think you'll see. Hayes, I think Dearness Johnson has been the kick returner. Uh, don't be surprised to see Parker Washington do both punt and kick today. So maybe Dearness is a little fresher. Uh, if you're not sure how, how much you're going to have uh, uh, Travis Etienne, that wouldn't shock me if they go that direction. But other than that, I think it's business as usual. I think Etienne's going to play. I think you might see a few more carries for Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson has been a pretty good running back. Look, he's, he's carried it 26 times. It's not like he, he didn't, they're afraid to give him the ball. So I think you're going to see some of Dearness Johnson. You're going to see some Tank Bigsby. But I'm guessing Travis Etienne's going to play and start the game. Tyson Campbell's going to play. I think Tyson Campbell is up. I think he probably could have played last week. I think that was precautionary. I'd be very surprised if you don't see him tonight. Frank Frangie joining us on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline as he does each and every Sunday, but now on a special Monday night edition of the famous Automotive and Quick Loop kickoff show. Although we are upset with you, Frank. We really Uh-oh. wanted you here to drink the Duval donkey. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Listen, it's my loss, okay? I, was, I, I had brackish on the mind the whole day today, so uh, next time for sure, I hear you. Yeah, the YouTube audience is demanding your presence for Sunday Night Football in a few weeks, so we'll see if we can make that happen. Hey, for me, the biggest thing, I think, when it comes down to chances for the Bengals to make this a ball game is the trenches. And that offensive line for Cincinnati is something they've invested so much in over the years, and yet 
even with all the dollars and cents they've invested, it just really hasn't had the return on investment. So you tell me, Frank, that defensive and offensive line for Cincinnati, which scares you more? Yeah, prob- more than anything. Listen, number one, the Jags have drawn some good defensive fronts. We've talked about that the whole time. I think they've drawn another one, so I'd be more concerned with the defensive front. D.J. Reader's a guy that's been in the league a long time. He played all those years in Houston, so the Jags know D.J. Reader. Big physical two-gap guy, B.J. Hill's been a good player for him. And look, I don't know that Trey Henderson's a great player, but he's having a great year. He's had ten and a half sacks already. He's one of those play-hard guys, man. He's trying, he grinds, he grinds. He, he probably doesn't have the burst in athleticism that the T.J. Watts and the Vaughn Millers have. Uh, doesn't have the, the length, maybe. But, man, he gets after it. He, he, he probably plays as hard as any defensive end or outside rusher or edge guy in the league. And, again, for that reason, he's got ten and a half sacks. So the offensive line's okay. The, the reality is the offense is going to be in trouble without Joe Burrow, whether they're playing Jacksonville, whether they're playing somebody else. In, in a quarterback-centric league, the Bengals are as quarterback-centric as anybody in that league. They, they go as Joe Burrow goes, and they don't have it. So they're going to have a tough time on offense. But defensively, I think that defensive front isn't bad. And keep an eye on 91 Trey Henderson. He's having a terrific year. Frank, how do you think Doug Peterson will try and get Trevor Lawrence uh, going early in this game and, and continue his strong play? Yeah, I think the way you've been seeing it, I think they're going to attack vertically more, Hayes. I think that, that happened two or three games ago where they just started going down the field a little bit more. The offense had a, a tendency to be a little bit horizontal. Now, look, I think this offense is always going to have some of those elements in it. But I think they're trying to go down the field a little bit more. I think Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, listen to me. I think Zay Jones' presence is going to affect that a little bit. I think when Zay is on the field, then I think they're, they're a more complete receiving core. And I think they're going to go down the field more than they have been. I think that's the big thing. I, I think somewhere along the line, look, you self-scout, right? And you, you call plays and you build a game plan and you play the game and then you go back and look, how do we do? Well, coaches do that too. Uh, coaches don't, don't just evaluate players in film study when they do their own film study. They look at their play calling. And I think not being vertical enough is one thing they probably looked at and said we need to do a little bit more. And they do it early in the game. So I would think you're going to see the ball down the field, particularly early in this game. I really do. Frank, why has Calvin Ridley had such success over the last two weeks? I think a big part of that is Zay Jones, Mia. I think, number one, Calvin's a good player. He had some good games early on, then he faded a little bit. Zay Jones being out there changes the Jaguars for two reasons. Number one, he's another vertical threat. If you have two legit vertical threats in the game together, you can't cover them both. And I think both he and Calvin Ridley are that. But I think there's more to it than that. He's the guy that makes sure everybody gets lined up correctly. He's the guy that makes sure everybody has the proper spacing. He's the guy that when you break a huddle, if anybody's uncertain of what to do, if it's a read route, you've got to read in, in, as it's going on. He's the, one of the best I've ever seen at that. For whatever reason, everybody's calm. I think, I think Trevor's calmer when he's in the game. I think Trevor knows number seven's there, and he calms everybody down. I think everybody's more calm when Zay Jones is in the game. I really believe that. I think everybody's more calm when Zay Jones is in the game. And I think it also gives you a second, a second vertical threat. I think Calvin Ridley's always going to be a much better player with Zay on the other side. And I, I wasn't surprised, honestly, Mia, that he struggled a little bit with Zay out. And I wasn't surprised that he's playing better or more active or more productive with Zayback. I'm really not. Frank, it's been so long since our city has had this uh, Monday night football opportunity. What do you think the crowd, the environment's going to be like tonight? Let me ask you, let me put that right back on you. What do you feel down there? You guys do this pregame show all the time. Now, look, I know the gates haven't opened yet, but you're around it. You see the parking lots. You guys were driving. You got, you got a feel for it. Yeah, when I'm, I'm around town, it's, it's, it's encouraging. And, hey, when I, when I was around town today just knocking around, 
everybody's talking about the game. I went went to lunch at Bono's with some friends, and I'm, the place was packed, and they're wearing Jaguar gear, and they're all talking about the game. And then I ran a few errands where I bumped into more people. I think there's a buzz, man. I mean, it's been it's been 2011. I mean, think about that for a second. And everyone's talking about it. And then the way everything kind of falls into place, the Chiefs losing. I mean, think about this. The Jags control their destiny. If the if the Jags win all their games, they never play a, a playoff game away from Jacksonville, and they go to Vegas. Think about that. I mean, so I mean, and it's December. I mean, everybody controls their destiny on Labor Day, right? But they control their destiny two weeks from Christmas. This is, I think, it's exciting. I think that place is going to be electric tonight. Uh, the blackouts and the black end zones, and everyone wearing black and the all black uniforms and the lights and Monday Night Football and fucking Aikman. I'm telling you, bro. I think it's. I'm. Ex- I'm making myself excited talking about it. I, I think it's going to be that kind of night. I really do. Well, this will make you excited, Frank. It looks like the gates at the slab opened at 3 p.m. and so the Bold yeah. City Brigade already has the flags flying. I can see some sort of food truck, I think, and the parking lot already starting to fill up from my vantage point. So while tailgaters and the Jaguar lots don't open till four, uh, it does look like we already have boots on the ground among the Duval faithful. So obviously no, they're going to no start filing in. Our team Cap over there has got it going on. You know they do, uh, and so uh, and, and I saw Cap on Twitter today. He's all excited. So no, I, I, I really do. I think it's going to feel like that. Look, it's supposed to feel like that. You could sense it. You could sense all of this mid-season last year. That's when the buzz started, Mia. It started mid-season last year when the Jags started winning and they started coming from behind and people started paying attention. And then they beat the and then they beat the Titans. Then they go to the playoffs, and then they come back against the Chargers. And you know the rest of the story. That's when it started. There was a little blip when this season began, but you knew they had a good team. Think about this now. And I know we've talked about it. The only team that's beaten these guys since September are the 49ers, who I think clearly are the best team in the league. So the the what I the team that I think is very clearly the best team in the National Football League is the only team that's beaten this group since September. That's how good the Jaguars are, and I think everybody knows that. All right, Frank, before we say farewell and say hello to you in a couple of hours back in the press box, uh, your X factors both on the Jaguars and the Bengals' side of the ball, please. Yeah, I will start with the Jaguars more than anything else because I think the Jaguars are going to play a very complete game, but I think they're going to make life just absolutely miserable for the Bengals. Let me give you a guy I haven't given you before. Let me give you Trayvon Walker. All right, I think everyone knows about Josh, and Josh is having a big year, 12 sacks. I think Trayvon Walker is coming on a little bit, Mia. I really do. I think he's starting to play better. I think he's starting to be more of a factor. Uh, I'd keep an eye on Trayvon Walker. If there's one guy, that's who it would be. If the Bengals are going to be in the game, it's going to be because Trey Henderson had a big game. He's, he's the one. Logan Wilson, the middle linebacker, has been a good player for them, better than people realize him. He's been a tough physical player. Uh, he makes me nervous a little bit because he's the guy that's had a lot of those hip drop tackles that everyone's talking about now. But he's a good player. But Trey Hendrickson's got to play. If the Bengals are going to be in the game, Mia, that's, that's going to mean that they had to find a way to block Trey Hendrickson. I think the Jags are going to win the game. I think the Jags have the better of the two teams. But I think Trey Hendrickson's a factor if the Bengals win. But I'd keep an eye on his opposite number, Trayvon Walker for Jackson. Man, we even got a score prediction out of Frangie. Who would have thought? Frangie, thank you so much, Mr. Frank Frangie, for joining us on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline and, of course, the famous automotive and quick-loop kickoff show. We will see you tonight, brother man. All right, man. Hey, take care.
Absolutely. Frank Frangi, Tony Baselli, the Hall of Famer, Jeff Lagerman, Bucky Brooks on the call. 8.20 tonight, kickoff from the bank, which, of course, you can catch live on 10.10 a.m., 92.5 FM. Not only has our next guest already arrived on site here at Tailgaters Parking Hayes, Carlion, you guys are awesome on the text line right now. 641-1010 is the number to reach us at, just like all your daily, weekly programming. Look at this sucker. Oh, that's glorious. The Jaggin Wagon is making its way. To, to the bank, Cincinnati to tailgaters parking. Uh, just seeing that, I don't think I've ever seen this wagon, this this like bus before. I have not. I've never seen that around town. If you can bring it to tailgaters legally, please do so. I want to take a picture with it. Um, <laughs> also got a really great text earlier in the week too. Uh, I want or not earlier in the week, earlier today, I should say. Um, I want to make sure we read this one correctly. This is from Charles, yes, who says he had the coolest cab driver today. He's originally from Jordan. Going to the game, has the light show app, already dressed in black for the blackout since this morning. He knew the 90s roster better than me. He gave my mom and I a nice big Duval at drop-off, so I tipped him a tenner. Thank you for that, Charles. Thank you to uh, Nameless Cab Driver, who we would love to know his name because we love that Duval spirit here in Jacksonville. All right, here we go. A whole lot more to get to on the famous automotive and quick loop kickoff show brought to you, of course, by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch. Keys to the game behind enemy lines. Where will we go to next? Stay tuned to find out. You are listening to 1010XL and 92.5 FM. The famous automotive tire and quick lube kickoff show. Presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch. Live from Tailgaters Parking on 1010XL. Now let's go behind enemy lines. Behind enemy lines. Brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors on 1010XL. And for the first time this season, and at least I think in our tenure, Hayes Carline of doing the famous Automotive Quick Loop kickoff show, we have our Behind Enemy Lines guest in person. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, Marshall Kramsky, WCPO TV. I got the call letters right. Nailed it. Messed it up a few weeks ago. How are you doing, my good brother and friend of Central Jersey? I am so great, especially knowing I'm the guinea pig for you guys. So when I fell miserably... I'll know that no more live guests in person. Got hey, you know what? You, you schlepped over here from the stadium in a full suit. I mean, yeah. what more could we, we ask We can't for? thank you enough. No, really this is awesome. It. Anything yeah. for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's begin with the obvious, which is Joe Burrow's injury. We know that changes the complexity of this offense. Jake Browning, though, is a guy that I know talking to guys in the Jaguars locker room. I even was talking to a couple people on staff, and they were like, we can't overlook this guy. You saw him last week in his first full game as a starter in the NFL. What did you see? I saw a guy who hasn't started an NFL game before, and I think that was a lot of what went into that. And Jake even spoke about that this week, that the truth is somewhere in the middle. He did some things that wasn't what he was hoping for. He was hoping for better, but a lot to build on. Now, he went against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. That's elite, but he's going to have to do that again this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. He made a really great point, I think, though, earlier this week is, this is what, week 12? Yes, or week 13. Week Week 13. 13. Week 13, game 12 because of the buys. Jake Browning, he said, this is only week two for me. Think about how many quarterbacks, including Joe Burrow, who did not look good in week two or week their first week of the season. It takes some time. He goes, so for me, this is really like week two. It's going to take me a little bit of time to get to that high point into that plateau. So the question is, what can he do? There were a lot of preseason snaps with the preseason. Well, how, how do you even compare that right. to now? Right. Yeah, so. What, what kind of skill set does he have? Is he cerebral? Is he big arm? Is he accurate? Like, how would you describe Browning as a player? I think he's above average game manager who can make a throw. He's got a really good football sense. He has a high football IQ. He knows what a quarterback should be doing. 
and he learns very quickly. He's not a guy who's going to go out there and drop a Josh Allen kind of pass. He's not a guy who's going to go out there and beat you with Lamar Jackson speed. But he's a guy who can move around the pocket, he can make a play, and learning from his mistakes early in that first uh, NFL start, make the right decisions. If he can make right decisions, this Bengals, I wouldn't count the, uh, the Bengals out just yet. Now, the other side of that, too, Marshall, as we talk about this Bengals offense, yeah. is the lack of production in the run game. Yeah. It's surprising when you hear Joe Mixon is their lead tailback, and he had 16 yards on eight carries last week. Was that a nature of them playing from behind, or has this run game just been that god-awful? It, it's been the decision to not use the run game. Is that mm. That's what's been, that's been, you know, a knock on head coach Zach Taylor and his and offensive coordinator Brian Callahan for a few years now. It's you went out, you paid Joe Mixon. He did take a trim this, this year, but you have these running backs and why, why wouldn't you try and run the ball more? And if, if you look at their attempts, they're, they're, they're low in the league every year and you have, Good running backs. It doesn't make sense. They don't run the football. And why does this sound like uh, the early weeks of this yeah, year's Jaguars season? This sounds familiar. One of these things is like the other Hayes Carlion. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Jamar Chase is obviously such an explosive receiver. What's he like to cover? Uh, defensively? Well, just what's he like to, to cover? As a person. And, yeah, document oh, his journey. He is, he is a gem. Yeah. Jamar Chase is an av- – first of all, awesome guy. Yeah. Really a nice guy. So funny because – he says things in such a way like only Jamar can say them. And, I mean, like, you know, there, there's the quote that blew up that I'm always open. Right. And that's not him trying to start things. That's just Jamar, like, answering questions. It, it's re- The other thing, I don't think this is evident enough. His football IQ is scary. Mm. It is, like, probably the high, apart from Joe Burrow, the highest football IQ I've ever covered. He can recall plays like that. He could talk about what you should be doing, what defenses are giving, like any NFL wide receiver could, but to the next level. And when you talk to him, it's a little bit jarring how Brady at. Jamar is awesome to cover. He's funny. He says it how it is, and he isn't afraid to say whatever's on his mind. You can follow Marshall on Twitter, X, whatever you're calling it these days, <laughs> at Marshall Kramsky. That's K-R-A-M-S-K-Y, again, of WCPO out in Cincinnati, joining us live here at Tailgaters Parking. Marshall, let's flip it on over to the defense. Yeah. No Cam Taylor-Britt placed on injured reserve. How much of a blow is that? That's as big of a blow defensively, I think, besides Trey Hendrickson as there could be. Cam Taylor-Britt, potential pro bowler for the Bengals, and but like they've been looking for that shutdown corner, that corner can – uh, consistently turn the ball over, and that's Cam Taylor Britt. Losing him is, I'd say, the second biggest loss they could have on defense behind only Trey Hendrickson. Maybe you throw DJ Reader up there as well because he's such a run stopper, but when I, when Cam Taylor Britt, the news started coming out that, oh, he might not play, and now he's on the IR, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's really, really bad for the Bengals. What would be the challenge for Cincinnati in defending tight end Evan Ingram tonight? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think it's going to be the linebackers really stepping up. And one of the things that this Bengals team does as a whole, it's their mentality. It's yards don't equal points. They, they say it over and over. They don't care if they give up 700 yards tonight. They're going to stop. Their mentality is stop them for a field goal and every opportunity try to punch that ball out. Ben don't break. Ben don't break. That's Luana Rumo's me- uh, mentality. He's you know been getting a lot of buzz and maybe a head coaching candidate again this year. And his thing is Ben don't break. Yards don't equal points. So when it comes to a guy like Evan Ingram, they might let him catch the football. But Jermaine Pratt specifically at linebacker, watch his hands fly. I have Every time you see that guy make a tackle, it's never a clean wrap-up. He's trying to punch that football every time. So 
That's what the Bengals, I think, are going to try to do is try and force turnovers like they always do. And as Evan Ingram trying to get him to fumble will be a big part of that. Man, Hayes, if you combine everything Marshall's just said with, from what I've been told and what I've seen, a pretty good run defense for Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, these two teams, if Joe Burrow was playing, oh. there's a lot more similarities than people realize. Total. I remember I texted you last year in the playoffs, and I said, wow, you think you're coming to Cincinnati? Because I want I was when I got this schedule beginning of this year, this was the game I was looking forward to the most. It was different. It was obviously the Jaguars have made these huge strides. They're now fighting for the one seed in the AFC. Mm -hmm. And the Bengals, they were doing what they did last year. They went on that that they were winning those games again. It was gonna be I, I was so excited. I'm so excited for this game. I think it could be a little friskier than people think. And uh, yeah, it, it they are a very similar team. I, I'm interested in, and I'm gonna ask you about this later, Mia, when I interview you on WCBO about Travis Etienne yep. and what his status is because that's a big, you know, what the Bengals I think are going to be really trying to completely shut down that run game. Yeah, from what we've been told, it sounds like he's going to be playing. Yeah. At least from what he told us Thursday, from what we've heard. So, obviously, that'll be a factor because, you know, how good is this Bengals run defense comparatively to seasons past? Not as good as seasons past. Good. Okay. Still good, still above average, but they were pretty great the last couple of years. And I think a lot of that goes into, believe it or not, even on the run defenses, losing in the secondary. They lost both their safeties from last year from the AFC Championship run and then the Super Bowl run between Von Bell and Jesse Bates, who are now like two of the top safeties and in interceptions. In the so that's a lot that goes into it. They are still very, very, very good, though. Luana Rumo will put his linebackers, Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt, up with any linebackers in the NFL, which is huge. And DJ Reader is a great run stopper, doesn't get enough credit. Absolutely. Will Cincinnati try and get the ball out of Browning's hand by design quickly to combat Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, or are they comfortable feeling like they can block those two? I think that's a. I think we're going to really have to wait and see how it plays out because I could see that going either way. I think they're going to be excited that T. Higgins is back. So, however they try to use him, I think is what's going to delegate that. It, it, a lot of Cincinnati's offense is based on what the defense gives them, and that's like been a very big thing with head coach Zach Taylor is they'll go in with, yeah, we think we're going to probably try to move the ball quickly or we'll wait in the pocket, but they are one of the better teams, I think one of the better that they don't get enough credit for, is adjusting to what the defense is giving them as long as that isn't the run game. As long as it's just passing the As football. long as it's not, hey, go ahead and try to run the ball because yeah. you're going to struggle at that. Exactly. Uh, Marshall, I know you're a fan of Vegas. Uh, my, ah. uh, my friends at my bookie, uh, the line has only shifted even more so in favor of the hometown sure. team. The Jaguars, 10-point favorites over the Bengals tonight. As we send you back to the stadium, a score prediction, sir. And do you think Ooh. the Big Cats, as in the Jacksonville variety, can cover <laughs> that spread? Um, man, I think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be the Jaguars win, but Bengals cover. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. I don't know. What, what's the over-under set at right now? Uh, the total, let me pull up the total for you, but it's a, it's a total of 40. Low-scoring affair. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, but, by but by, by the what, standard of these two teams. But I, I will tell you right now, a low-scoring affair is what the Bengals want. So if I'm a Jaguars fan, I'm saying get as many points on the board because they're not going to beat the Jaguars in a shootout. They can beat them in an ugly low scoring. What we saw against Pittsburgh last week, although Pittsburgh won, that's something that the Bengals could have won that game. Yeah, real quick, Marshall, why did the Bengals lose that game last week? I think it was a little bit of Jake Browning's first NFL start, and I think you run the ball eight times for 16 yards uh, against Mike Tomlin's defense. I mean, I don't, know. I, I don't know how any team would ever win that game. So I, that's what it came down to, I think, the inability to run the ball. The defense played great. I, well, eh, I take that back. The defense played really well, not giving a lot of points up. 
the, uh, the offense, Mike Tomlin's offense, they, you know, they couldn't find the end zone. But that, that's another story for another day. They got over 400 yards, though. Yeah, Somehow, they, some way against that offense. But, or that defense, excuse me, the Bengals. But, Ben, don't break. Don't, yards don't equal points. That's literally their mentality. If you look back at all the Bengals' wins, they're, or even their, their whatever, they're, they're maybe giving up 17 points on 500 yards. It's crazy, but I can't say it's worked at 5-6, and six, but it's their mentality. Well, you've set the bar pretty high for in-person <laughs> guests behind enemy lines, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, my friend. Uh, I did tell you, too, we would see some Bengals fans here at Tailgaters, and I'm, I'm seeing a couple here. There's a couple walking around. So. I think it's the first ones here, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I saw I a couple as I made my way around the stadium, but hey. No, no, the first fans I saw hanging out here yeah. were Bengals fans. Oh, I'm before saying. the Jaguars I'm just fans. Saying. They got here bright and early. It's 3.56. <laughs> the gates officially open at 4. So, uh, yeah, that's something to monitor for sure. Exactly. Appreciate you, brother. We will see you in the stadium. Of of course, thank, thank you, you so much. much. I really appreciate really it. Marshall Kramsky, again, you can find him on X, Twitter, whatever you're calling it these days, at Marshall Kramsky, WCPO in Cincinnati. And, of course, you can follow him on X and a whole lot more to come here on the Famous Automotive and Quick Loop Kickoff Show, brought to you by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch. Now is the perfect time to make sure that your roof hasn't been damaged after storm season. Schedule a complimentary roof inspection with Universal Roof and Contracting. And right now, get 15% off your roof replacement and repairs. Plus, flexible financing options are available. This offer expires December 31st and restrictions apply. Universal Roof and Contracting, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CCC057165, CBC1258484. Universalroof.com Brackish Vodka, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, is the smoothest local vodka you can find. Made right here in Jacksonville, Florida, 100% from corn, Brackish Vodka is the local gluten-free choice. Brackish Vodka, for those that live life slightly salty, a proud partner of the Jaguars. Come out to the Stout Snug for daily happy hours and Brackish Bloody Marys on Saturdays and Sundays until 3 p.m. The Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute is now offering online scheduling for new patient appointments for all of their physicians. Simply schedule your appointment on your cell phone, tablet, or desktop. JOI is the first orthopedic practice in North Florida to offer this feature to patients. To schedule your appointment online, visit JOI.net and click on the button at the top of the page. If you'll be using insurance, be sure and have your information handy. JOI, where the pros go. Looking for quality equipment and a name you can trust? Lepo Rents, Bobcat of Jacksonville, is your premier construction equipment dealer and rental house. We have the right equipment for the job, offering the big and small tools needed for your next project. Lepo sells and rents track loaders, excavators, boom lifts, and much more. For your next project, remember Lepo Rents, your authorized Bobcat dealer in Jacksonville. Visit them online at leporents.com. It's the most intense, friendly rivalry in all of sports. Army, Navy. What's at stake is the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Listen for Army-Navy moments. Brought to you by Superior Fence and Rail, where quality matters on 1010XL. Hello, Jacksonville. I'm Greg McGarity, President and CEO of Gator Bowl Sports. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl game and events have been a Jacksonville staple for more than 76 years. But we are more than just a game. We support more than 4,500 local youth annually through Gator Bowl Charities initiatives. This community impact in the football game are made possible by a membership of more than 250 corporate Green Jacket and Junior members. Gator Bowl Sports is a perfect way for local companies and people to get involved and give back to our community. I'd love to meet you and talk to you about how you can join our team. Call me at 798-1700. 
Want to be up close and personal with the Jaguars as they take the field? Here's your chance to be in the shadows, outside the Jaguars locker room, now called the Vault. Enter today at jaguars.com shadows. One winner and a guest for every home game at Everbank Stadium. No purchase to enter or win must be 18 or older and a legal resident of Florida or Georgia. Promotion period 9523 through 121523. For official rules and complete details, visit jaguars.com shadows. Sponsored by Jacksonville Jaguars, LLC. Everybody, Mike Dempsey here for Dandy Foods. Dandy subs and sandwiches. Look, we always want you to think about those great options as you're driving around Duval. But the beauty is, even as I'm dropping pounds, Dandy's got great options for me as well. Told you all about their protein packs, delicious salads that they have out there. They have fruit cups for on the go. You know what they have. Veggie snack trays. You can grab those on the go as well. Perfect, healthy snack. Danny is the name to know when you're on the go. So stop into a gate store anywhere around Duval and make yours a dandy. And do it today. Hunting season is here, so lock and load on that new rifle or shotgun at Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jacksonville Beach. Tons of great options with the best prices and no waiting this side of the ditch. Arm yourself with the best at Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jacksonville Beach. This is the flagship station of the Jacksonville Jaguars. WJXLAM and FM, Jacksonville Beach, 1010XL, home sweet home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville, getting game day underway. Live from Tailgaters Parking, the famous automotive tire and quick lube kickoff show. Presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch on 1010XL. Now the keys to the game. Brought to you by Instant Keys, fast, professional, honest locksmith service. Our thanks to Marshall Kramsky for joining us behind enemy lines. And now we take a look at our keys to the game as the one, the only E to the T. Looks like uh, he may be joining us He's for this. Why, why not throw Get him in on? here. Get on in here, E.T. Help us out as we do our keys to the game. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Instant Keys. E.T., how about you? Uh, how about you kick us off here, brother man? What What is your biggest key to the game for the Jaguars on this fine Monday evening? Oh, start fast, um, Trevor. Do your thing, man. Um, be the leader that you are. Put Jacksonville on the map tonight. You You are a leader. Everybody talk about Trevor's not him. He's not that. He's exactly what we want him to be. Trevor, do your thing out there, man. You know, take control. Be that man who we know who you are, man. Represent Duval. Absolutely, and I know you've been our uh, our boots on the ground so far. And since Marshall noted, he thinks as the gates open here at Tailgate hey, Parking, the first I, I fans. See that, I see with that that Bengals shirt on. It's the ugly. first fans here, he thinks we're Bengals fans. What are you seeing, boots on the ground around the bank right now? You know, people are getting the Jags fans. They're getting here early because they know it's going to be crazy. I was playing catch with a family out there, just riding through. I see a lot of Jags fans out here, man. Jags, they know what time it is. Monday night. We we haven't had this since 2011. What does this mean to you? Oh, I've never been to a Monday night football game in Jacksonville. I've been a Jaguars fan since I don't know. This means a lot to me. Uh, getting to talk about the Jags every day, um, just getting to see how people they're, they're happy about our team. Like we got a team, and we gonna be we're, we're good, man. It's exciting. So it means a lot to me that people could come up to me and they want to talk about our Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, let those folks know that are listening as they're driving here to the bank where they can find you, uh, not only here at Everbank Stadium on this fine evening, but also on social since I know that's that's where a lot of the, the, fo- the followers are coming. Yeah, Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 on the drill. 
um, just following the leads of my big homie, my big dog, me, O'Brien. Um, you know, just uh, just just follow me on uh, on Instagram at e to the t, uh, Twitter at i am e to the t, and on Ten Ten XL's uh, social pages. Man, I'm just I'm blessed. I ain't gonna lie, I'm blessed to to. to I'm have ET's this friend. <laughs> I follow him. And, and remind uh, remind the folks at home too, ET. You had a special video you dropped on our social channels today that I think folks are gonna want to go look up on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Absolutely, you don't want to miss it. You want to be a part of the light show. The Jaguars put something special together. Make sure you go download that Jaguars app so you could be a part of the show. There's a tutorial that we posted on our socials so you don't get left out. It's going to be a bomb behind show. Make sure you're a part of it. Who's going to be the MVP tonight for the Jaguars? Give me an offense and a defense. Offensive MVP, like I said, I led with him, and I'm going to say it again, Trevor Lawrence. Defensive MVP, we already know, Big 41, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he's having an amazing year. Uh, it's not just because it's a contract year. He knew it, he 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 hears what people are saying. He knows, and it just so happened that my boy put on his pants and he got to it, man. Josh Allen, defensive MVP. Come on, somebody. Absolutely. Well, hey, we're excited to see you boots on the ground, my brother. Throughout boots the, on the ground. Throughout, throughout the duration of tonight's game, and of course every Jaguars home game as well. So we'll be following on E to the ET, and of course on Ten Ten XL Jacks as well. Mia Hayes. I want to be just like y'all. Keep it's it up. great to see you. Keep it up. We appreciate you, brother, man. Yeah. And, hey, uh, you brought up a really good point as far as a key to the game, Hayes Carline. Uh, E.T. noted, starting fast. I think that that's going to be critical for this Jags team because, like Marshall said, too, this Bengals team does not want to play a shootout. It's an excellent point because it's something the Jaguars have done a magnificent job of doing all season, that surge in the first half. It's usually late first quarter, second quarter. They get out to the double-digit lead. If they do that tonight – it is a death sentence for Cincinnati. They are not built with a backup quarterback to come into this building and this environment and dig their, themselves out of a double-digit hole. So if the Jaguars can surge early, they're going to be able to protect it and get the important victory. At the same time, Hayes, do you think that the Bengals are going to say, hey, we don't care if we have Jake Browning, we're playing with house money, throw it down there, Jamar and T. Higgins are down, are down there somewhere. Because that's the only concern I have. We know Tyson Campbell, a lot of people expect him to be up, maybe could have played last week. He is questionable for tonight's game. Buster Brown has looked good in spot duty, filling in for Tyson Campbell. Do you think Zach Taylor and company test him and Darius Williams early? I think it's their only path to victory is to hope Jamar Chase has an electrifying night. Maybe you get a couple P.I.'s. You know, that gives you an additional 65 yards and, and penalties. You know, I mean, that's the kind of situation Cincinnati's going to need tonight, I think, to overtake the Jaguars. So, again, in looking at it, <laughs> hey, is that my boy Ricky? Oh, my goodness, folks. Graham, Here we go. We may have to move the iPad so you guys can see this. Uh, we just had the. Hey, that's my dog, Ricky. I'll be right back. Okay, the Jagged Wagon just pulled up. I think this is a key to victory, Hayes Carlion. <laughs> Uh, uh, Cincinnati might as well just go home. Yeah. I'm, just go I'm, home. As we're trying to come up with keys to the game here, I mean, the vibes are yeah, certainly Here's my won. key. Cincinnati, go home. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Hope you enjoyed this nice warm weather. E.T. is now getting on the Jagan Wagon. Uh, this video is being documented, folks, so it will be on our social channels. This is why you come to Growler's Bar and Grill, Tailgater's Parking, and this is why you live in Duval and you root for the Jaguars. On the uh, defensive side of the ball, though, Hayes, you gotta love it. for me, I think a big key will be to get to Jake Browning. We keep talking about, hey, making his second career start. Yes, he saw T.J. Watt last week. 
can he can Josh Allen match if not take that performance to another level but the Jags are going to have to hold up their end of the bargain as well in the pass rush yeah no doubt about it and uh, and I look I think they're going to get after Browning I, I think a key for Cincinnati is how much exposure do they want to give him uh, he is a very inexperienced player I don't think he's physically a tremendous athlete so again you would think the plan is going to be very quick game passing don't allow this crowd to come to life even more with a Josh Allen strip sack or Trayvon Walker doing something or yeah, Blitz gets home. And so I think Zach Taylor's got to be very mindful of keeping Browning as comfortable as he can keep him. And I think that's going to be a challenge, particularly against Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. I think the way they're playing, it's going to be difficult for Cincinnati to keep them at bay for 70 snaps tonight. Here's one for you. Does Devon Hamilton play tonight? I don't think so. Uh, I, you know, I, and look, at this point, with it being, you know, getting the explosiveness back in Devon, I, 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 I don't need to see Devon Hamilton until we get to, like, New Year's. I mean, he's, so, he's going to be so vital for the Lombardi pursuit that, to me, you got a nice lead in the division. You're obviously – you feel like you're going to win all the tiebreakers. Give him the time because if he can get right – then, I mean, he could really be the difference in advancing in the tournament. That interior pocket collapsing, that pressure that can be established inside, if they could find that in Devon Hamilton, it would make life so much easier for Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. So you're in an enviable position. Yes, you're battling for home field, and I'm not trying to say don't play somebody. But I think in, in in this matchup, Next week against Cleveland, I don't think you're going to need Devon Hamilton. So I would much rather see him get another couple of weeks to get really get into form because I think with the training camp he showed, he can be an explosive player for this defense. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think why force the issue when Angelo Blackson has three fumble recoveries yeah, sure and wherever the ball is, there is Angelo. I still think that Trent Bulky's master class of a decision-making process is the fact that he signed Corey Peters the day before the 2022 season began, Angelo Blackson before the 2023 season began, and he has gotten production and vital production at that out of both those players at the nose tackle position. So, um, And Jeremiah Ledbetter has also come around over the last few weeks after a stellar preseason. Didn't see a lot of him in the first few weeks. He appears to have a couple flashes every single game over the last few weeks, and so that's where I think you've bought yourself enough of a cushion on the field in addition to in the playoff race that you don't have to rush Devon Hamilton back. Those are our keys to the game brought to you by Instant Keys. Uh, It is time to see what Foye Aluikin's keys to victory are. We're going to head inside the Jaguars' locker room. A disclaimer, we did – do this interview, Hayes, prior to Kentucky getting beat on the basketball hardwood by UNC Wilmington on Saturday. <laughs> we are pleased to be joined with Jaguars linebacker as well as 1010XL's college basketball analyst, Foye Aluakin. Foye, we are recording this on Thursday. This will be airing on Monday. A lot of basketball still to play this weekend, i.e. UConn going to Kansas, two teams I think could be the number one teams in the land. What do you have to say about the college basketball slate one month into the season. SEC dropped the ball a little bit, this SEC-ACC challenge, but, you know, Duke did lose, so that was the best ACC team. Texas A&M beat them. They got to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, Kentucky's top five easily. They got the best players, guards, guard play in the nation. Look a little bit like Houston with a little bit better shooting last year. As soon as the big comes back, it's about to be a wrap. Um, Kansas, mm, 
you know, they're, they're big. They, they play good basketball together. They don't have the exact talent. So we'll see come March exactly how Kentucky's clicking over Candace. UConn, of course, that does look like a number one team. They're very good. Um, did not watch a lot of Big Ten teams yet, but I'm sure they'll find their way. Michigan State, how they do? Michigan State, they lost to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Arizona looks good. Arizona looks real good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so college basketball, exciting start. Uh, excited to keep watching. Kentucky number one. I know you just really love when you go home from work. Like, that's the first thing you flip on. Like, how, how nice is it to have that release? Like, and it just for you, why has that always been the release? Uh, I just love basketball growing up. And um, I think I realized kind of late into my career that, you know, them boys was a little bit different than me on the basketball court. But I still like watching them. My dream job was to be a head recruiter for Coach Calipari. Um, I did not come true, so I became a football player. Uh... Yeah, I just like bat- watching basketball at least. And then, you know, coming and competing uh, in football is definitely my first thing. And then going and watching more competitors compete, my second thing. Some would argue that the Jaguars' defense is positionless, just like modern basketball. What would you say to that? We're positionless. We got a lot of athletes that can do different stuff. Um, when we all put it together with the communication, the execution, it, it does look like poetry in motion. So um, I do like the, the caliber athletes we have on the field. It's all about working together. I know one thing that ESPN was breaking down was you and Josh against the Texans offensive line last week about the space that you guys are able to create when you come over the top. Is a lot of the stuff you guys are doing in terms of pass rush new this season, or is it things that just built upon from last year? I think it's built upon. Um, I think we're executing it better this year, uh, understanding that you're kind of working with one another. I thought I was going to get the sack, and they did not come off on me. But the whole week we were talking about I, I was getting sacked, I was getting sacked, and they did not come off on me. So I think that's why I ran the stunt so hard, like I was getting a sack. But I think that's how you got to run every stunt, like, um, your boy might get the sack, you might get the sack. Just do it to perfection. Uh, whoever eats is, is better for the team. You were not a part of this team the last time. They played the Cincinnati Bengals. Did you face them as part of the Falcons? I did very early. My second year, I think we lost late. Yeah. So at that point, no Joe Burrow. No. Now they don't know. Uh, Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, touch your hair because hair because it's the red hair. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. No video on this one. Um, how is their offense look different? How did it look different last week? Obviously, no Joe Burrow. It's, I know it's an elementary question, but yeah. what could you say? I mean, they still ran the ball, uh, ran their passing routes and stuff. Um, athletic quarterback, that Browning guy, was way more athletic than I thought he would be. Um, they still will screen it to twenty eight. Try to run it with twenty eight. Um, dynamic offense. I mean. As long as we have to dominate up front, for sure. Uh, handle the run, stop the run, get effect in the pass game on this quarterback so that uh, we can mess their timing up, uh, handle these routes and stuff. I mean, one is still a great receiver. They got other guys. 83 is a good receiver, catch a lot of screens and stuff. Um, they do a good, good job of getting guys the ball in open space. So I uh, got a lot to handle, but we're up for the challenge. Where does Joe Mixon rate among the running backs you've faced this year? I haven't faced him before, but he looks really, really good. Yeah. Have you seen, you know, highlights of him over the years, or does, does he, can can you compare him to anybody? I mean, I'll see I'll see how he looks, but um, I, mean, I played a young Josh Jacobs before. Um, yeah, he, Josh Jacobs runs hard, runs crazy, elusive, juking, stiff arming, trucking. So it kind of looks a little bit like that right now. But uh, I'll see him in the game, see how it feels. But I know he's a great running back, can run you over, can run by you. It's going to be a, a lot to handle, but we're up for the challenge. Last one for me. You're my cause, my cleats. Who did you select, and what do you think of your shoes? Uh, I got Live for Life Academy here at St. Louis uh, School uh, Charter. 
don't know if it's technically a charter, but they, they, they started off as a kind of a gym taking kids um, after school and, and keep giving them busy, keeping them off the streets, um, you know, out of trouble. And then they kind of grew into a school. Now they're K through 12, uh, putting kids into college. They, get, they do ACT prep for the kids and everything. Um, really taking, taking these kids, basically sunrise to sundown and um, keeping them out of trouble and, and in the classroom and trying to get them to the next level. How important is it for you to rep the STL? That's really important for me just because that's where I came from. And I know a lot of people there uh, would do really good things with opportunity, with the notoriety. So it's always good to shine light on St. Louis and, and keep people's eyes there. Perfect. Boy, thanks so much. Thank you. Obviously, uh, our 1010XL basketball analyst will have something to say uh, when I speak with him after a Jaguars win tonight <laughs> about the Kentucky Wildcats because you think the other cats that are here in town, that, that's going to be easy business to take care of, Carlion. Yeah, great interview. Always uh, appreciate it, uh, Foy. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And, and it is going to be interesting to see what kind of success Mixon will have tonight. I think he's still really talented. I just think it's, it's sort of like kind of what we talked about with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. If the environment isn't conducive, it's going to be tough. And, you know, whether it's reliance on the ground game or abandoning it or whether it's just they're not blocking it. But mixing can be a problem. So the Jaguars, they've got to be ready for him. I think they will be. They've been great against the run all year. But he is somebody that tonight – you can't let him go for 90 yards tonight. I thought the Josh Jacobs comp was interesting. I, yeah, I Because agree. I think just like Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon can be a threat out of the backfield in the receiving sure. game as well, and I think they're going to need him to do that if the Bengals are to pull the upset. Okay, so I teased it at the top of the show in the handoff from XL Primetime as 4.20 p.m. with Jeff Prosser. We may be a little bit after that, but the sentiment remains the same. The Drills' very own going to join us next on the famous automotive and quick loop kickoff show right here at Tailgaters Parking, Growlers Bar and Grill. The famous automotive tire and quick lube kickoff show live from Tailgaters Parking presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch on 1010XL. Oh, we love you, Jaguar fans, whether you're here partying with us at Growler's Bar and Grill or wherever you may be. And we appreciate those of you on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures sounding off on this famous automotive and quick loop kickoff show. I know our next guest also appreciates you guys that text in from all over the world. And yes, I did say world, Hayes Carlion, because we have a huge Jags fan courtesy of 280 up in Saskatchewan who is texting in on the text line. Also want to give a shout out. uh, This is from 885. My parents, Rick and Valerie, have been Jags fans since the team first came into existence. They've never been to a game, both retired last year. They will be in attendance tonight for the very first time. Let's talk to a guy who was here when the Jaguars began all the way back in 1994. Let's ring up another guest on the all-pro roofing phone line. God, I hope you don't take offense to that, Jeff Prosser, as he joined us. Uh, now I don't take offense. Pro- <laughs> but, hey, you, you were here in 1994 and 1995 when the yeah. team played its inaugural season. Compare for yep. me the vibes in this city today, the vibes in this city in those mid-'90s. Wow. <clears throat> That's an interesting uh, perspective. I'm not sure I've thought of it in that way. I, I, I think football fans, when they have a great football team that is a legitimate contender, I think the excitement is is matched from era to era. Now there was something new about it then, you know, obviously. But in in so many ways, for so many Jaguar fans, it's new now. It's been a long time since this team was, you know, certifiably good. 
good enough to, you know, maybe. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? Who knows? But the fact that you can say maybe for the first time since those mid-'90s, um, I, think, I think it gives a, a pretty good parallel, to be honest. Jeff, what do you think will be the, the key tonight for the Jaguars' offense? Well, what I want to see the offense do, and I, I, listen, we've all talked about it. We've all seen it. But it's very important in the NFL, Hayes me, and you all know this. It's really super important that you keep the football and that when you have the football in good position, that you score touchdowns. And it's things that this football team is, is still struggling uh, to be really good at, and that is performance in the red zone. They're, you know, it's just it's not good enough. And third and short continues to be a problem, right? Third or fourth and, you know, between one and three yards is another issue. So, I, you know, we're nitpicking here a little. You know, at the end of the day, it's an offense that seems to put up enough points and a defense that obviously is, is the starting to get told hero of this season. And the way they're playing now this deep into it, I think they're establishing themselves as a championship-level defense. And the fact that we're having, uh, you know, a, a, a storyline that we need the offense to play catch-up is, quite frankly, remarkable considering what we all would have thought in August. Jeff, what is your solution to those third and short, fourth and short struggles the Jaguars have had throughout the course of this year? Is the, did we pass the trade deadline already? Are we done there? <laughs> Was there free agency coming up this week, Hayes? Um, yeah, I, the offensive line's got to play better. I'm not a guru. I can't take the tape home, guys. I'll never pretend like I am. But I, I trust people that do. I trust analytic stats that, you know, somebody's looking who won this block. Oops, Jag guy lost it again. And we're just way too low in those stats for me not to believe that, that our issues on third and fourth and short have to do with how the offensive line is performing in front of the guys. It's pretty clear Travis Etienne is a talent, a special talent. Yeah, no doubt about so, it. Sports, right. Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, 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 no that's okay. I thought it went dead there for a second. Um, yeah, so I think it's the line. I think it's up front. Can that get better? You know, maybe it can. Maybe some cohesion will start to take place here. They, they still have, you know, bounced through so many combinations over the course of this year. Uh, some, some guys are getting a little bit more experience at different positions. So hopefully something matches. I do think the pass protection has been better the last couple of weeks. I think Trevor having time in the pocket has made a difference in, in his, his play. I mean, if you go back to the 49ers, it, it bottomed out that day, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. In, in, in your gut, do you feel like Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, this could be a partnership for the next 10 years here? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Trevor, I would, you know, will retire a Jag, I would imagine. You'll do whatever you can that he's the guy for 15 years or however long he plays. Coaches, look, hey, you know how that goes. Let's see what happens. Let's see where they ride. Let, let's see just, you know, how, how, if at all, there's an elevator going up and down. I don't know, man. I do have a comfort. And I've been doing this for a long time to a lot of coaches, a lot of quarterbacks, and a lot of seasons here, there, and everywhere else. It feels to me like these two dudes will win a Super Bowl for Jacksonville at some point. Uh, I'm not going to say this year, but, but you feel with, with those two there that, that there's a, a very real possibility of, of that coming. So, you know, if you're going to ask me, do I see, you, you know, the coach's lifespan, even the successful ones, you know, they don't, they don't stay in one spot for 10, 12 years typically. But that's the only thing that would keep me from answering, yeah. I mean, they both seem to be great fits for Jacksonville. You get them every day, Monday to Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Jeff Prosser joining us on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. Jeff, I know you and Dan have kept 
tabs on the sack count, your sack yes. tracker on our social media channels. Uh, how are we doing, and how are your expectations for the stretch run of this regular season defer from where you were maybe in August for this pass rush? Okay, first, I don't want to minimize the consequences of what we have at stake here. And on our silly little show in the morning, when one of us feels very strongly or we're having some sort of contest, the loser has to spin what we have uh, termed the wheel of consequences, and it's ugly. A lot of bad things have happened to bad people. It takes a little piece of your soul. And we were talking about the pass rush in the offseason before we started, and I thought they had 35 a year ago. Even though they didn't do anything, I thought that they would have more based on what we've seen happen so far this year, based on being in a better position uh, late in game. You know the other team's passing, but, heck, we had two weeks where we, what, forced 55 passes two weeks in a row and had a grand total of, like, two sacks. So it started slow at times. I had a big week last week, Mia, big week, because we were right on pace at two a week. I had 20 through 10, and then they got the four last week. That puts me 24 through 11, so I am on pace. And I really need to win because my boisterous, at times dumb rear end um, is offering three to one on the odds. So if I don't get to 35, I'm going to have to spin that wheel three times, which quite frankly may leave me soulless. Wow. What's been your favorite <laughs> yeah. uh, thing Hickens had to do on spinning the wheel? <sighs> you know, there's, there's been, <laughs> we've had a bunch of good ones. Um, the one that I particularly enjoy, I don't know, Dan has this amazing ability what, or, or, or disability to, to not, like some of the things that he, he had to do, I couldn't do, man. I wouldn't do. I might just call him sick. Like we, we put him in like this onesie looking thing one time and it was like all fluorescent looking. He had to go up to the deck on Chick-fil-A and stand in line and order. And he did it no problem. And, but to me, that would have just been, you know, uh, um, yeah, no bueno. But he, uh, I'd go with that one just for, for, yeah, for my terror, good. but apparently he didn't feel it. He also had to dress up as Cupid out front and hand out roses. That wasn't pretty. <laughs> that one was yeah, great. That I one, loved that. Yeah, yeah that wasn't pretty. Um, but there's been three or four others. that. Well, I'm I have some good news for you, Jeff. Um, obviously, this Bengals offensive line, um, much mm-hmm. maligned and probably rightfully so, Additionally, three more sacks, and Josh Allen breaks the single-season Jaguars franchise record. Can he do it tonight? Let's go, right? Hey, by the way, if Josh Allen gets free tonight and sets the Jaguar record, suddenly that big record kind of becomes more in play, does it not? I mean, you're going to have five games left. He'd be at fifth. What's the record, 22? Hey, is that what it is? Is it 22, yeah, look, 22 and a half? Yeah, still have Bryce Young. Uh, you would think Baker Mayfield, maybe Will Levis in the finale. Yep. So, yep. yeah, so yeah, that, yep. that 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 that'd be a good combination for a pass rusher. Well, and there's a good combination tonight too, because in addition to as Mia said, the offensive line is is struggles. Um, you, know, you got a quarterback hadn't seen a bunch. This is a good defense, right? I mean, Jake Bryant's not played a lot of NFL football, and you know, in many ways, in He's going to be as inexperienced as some of these rookies you've already faced. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it's a good night. Um, I tell you what, though, it is an obsessive distraction. I mean, you've never, if you sat next to me either in the press box quietly or in the stands, you would think I was some sort of maniac because every play I'm, uh, you know, doing some sort of play-by-play of why there was a sack that we could have had, didn't have, should have had. Um, it's yeah, nothing not personal proud. against Trayvon or Josh. It's just you don't want to spin the wheel three times. I need him to get there. I need him to go over. Y'all get him. Go get him, boys. <laughs> get your ears back and go get him. Let's get six tonight. Let's show the nation. 
All right. Well, there's your prediction in the sack category. How about a score prediction from you, Jeff Prosser? Gosh, you know, I've been misled a couple of times. I thought this team was ready to answer the bell against the Chiefs. I thought they were ready to answer the bell against the 49ers. That Monday night football has that same kind of feel, even though the Bengals aren't the same without Joe Burrow. But I can't get away from, you know, thinking that Jacksonville wins this game pretty handily, you know, like 34-16, you know, maybe something like that. So it's 30s to teens, I would say. That, that's what, what my gut and my eyes and my senses tell me. And it's going to be a rocking uh, place down there tonight, and that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's what having the league is, is all about. So everybody has uh, a ton of fun. My bookie has the spread, Jeff, at 10. Wow. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I no, that, maybe so. Yeah, well, you know, the fan in me that says thirty-something teams when he's put, actually having put money out there—that's that's a lot of points in an NFL game. But bottom line, yeah, I think they probably, I think they cover that ten. All righty, well, there you heard it here first, and uh, you heard yeah. it here that Jeff is not putting any more wagers on having to spin <laughs> the wheel. Although six sacks yes. from the Jaguars' defensive front. Yeah, a- the more absolutely. sacks, the merrier. Yes, for both Jeff's sake and all of Duval's. Jeff Prosser, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Bright and early tomorrow, will we see you at the stadium this evening before a uh, 6 a.m. call? Yeah, we got got an early wake-up call, made some lifestyle decisions here. So I I think for the listening audience, it's best that tonight I'll stay home and Sunday night I'll go. All righty. Well, we are looking forward. So Sunday night you will come, though, and then turn around for that early Monday. Sure, sure. Yep, 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 yep. But We're holding I, you to I, it. Yeah, I just had that alarm goes off early to be rolling home about 1231. Yeah, oof. Oof, that's a young man's game, a young woman's game. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it, so I, I'm not the one to talk to either. Jeff, thank you so much right. for joining us. Yeah, 6 a.m. tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jeff Prosser on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. The drill coming at you bright and early on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right. It's 435, Carlyon. You know what We're that means. Close. If you're watching on YouTube, getting close. they have already set up the spread. We will be making the Duval Donkey, your favorite thing to do on the famous automotive and quick loop kickoff show, our favorite drink. It led us to an undefeated record in Duval last year. Can it stay undefeated? I mean, in this Duval thing's headed to Canton, Ohio. It honestly needs its own exhibit. I mean- <laughs> when the Jaguars win the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be like, well, it was all thanks to the Duval Donkey. We went away from it for a little bit. We're going back to it because the Jaguars set up for a big time win in prime time tonight. Jeff brings up a good point, Hayes. Vibes? Do we feel like the Chiefs, the Niners game? This is a moment for the Jaguars to step up, to show up, or tell the rest of the world to shut up. Can they seize this moment? I, I think they will. Again, I, I just think if Burrow was playing, different story. You know, then I think it's a coin flip. But I think you're missing one of the greatest players uh, that we have in the league today. And I, I just don't think it's we, – we saw them struggle early in the season. I, they're just – if Burrow isn't himself – or certainly if he's not even out there, I just think it, it – it, look, it would wreck the Jaguars. If something happened to Trevor Lawrence and see – look, it, your expectations for this, the rest of the season would really, really have to be put in check. Cincinnati's dealing with that very thing. So I just think because of that, I, I think the Jaguars are going to have a, a, a comfortable time. Nothing's easy in this league. But I would be surprised when we hit the two-minute warning if this is still a competitive game. And we do have a traffic update as well. Apparently, North 95 all the way to JTB, plenty of traffic. I hope it's 
the traffic heading to the bank as opposed to just regular Monday traffic, uh, 472, because we need as many people as possible. I've seen lots of calls to action on social media to get in your seats early. Again, that light show, download and make sure your Jaguars app is updated so you can partake in that. I know the Bold City Brigade has said they will be in their seats by 730 for an 820 kickoff, so make sure you get on here to the bank as quickly and safely as possible. The Duval Donkey comes up next on the Famous Automotive and Quick Loop Kickoff Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Starting your game day. The Famous Automotive Tire and Quick Lube Kickoff Show. Presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Gatorade Fast Twitch. Live from Tailgaters Parking on 1010XL. Casey Dobson back at 1010XL World Headquarters. I think you need to repeat what you just told us off air. Why are we playing ACDC? ACDC, this song is called Chase the Ace because the Duval Donkey is the ace. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. The undefeated Duval Donkey makes its Monday night football debut. Matthew Brookshire of Brackish Vodka, our good buddies, joining us now. Very excited I made your Spotify wrapped this year, as well as the rest of the famous (laughs) automotive and quick loop kickoff show. Uh, But, yes, here we are once again, the Duval Donkey. We're going to put it to the test. We are undefeated in 2022 and 2023 in Duval County. We don't count the city of Kansas no. City. We don't. We don't no. count that. That was a well, fluke. And besides, at this point, Matt, it sounds like the Jags may be playing for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. We may skip the barbecue in the Midwest after all. So, first things first, before we dive in, you have some exciting updates from Brackish Vodka. We do. Um, not to sound like a broken record, but Brackish Vodka, locally owned, operated, and produced vodka out of Jacksonville. Um, we just got into Browdies. Mm-hmm. All of their locations, I believe, there are five: two in St. Augustine, Jointon Creek. The beaches, Fleming Island, so we're super excited about that. And, of course, we want to keep the streak alive with the Duval Donkey and get that home field advantage you're talking about. And as Hayes and I said to you off air, you know, a lot of our listeners, we've got them in Italy and Canada right now, maybe listening for the first time. What exactly is Brackish Vodka? So it's a uh, local vodka made here in Jacksonville. It's corn-based, gluten-free, five times distilled. And what makes us special is our mineral purification process. Not to get too technical, but it goes through a mineral salt and mineral sugar filter. Takes out more impurities, creates a rounder, smoother finish, and it is the best vodka you will ever have. And there's multiple flavors. Is there not, Carlisle? No. How about that? Tell us about them. So we have three new flavors. They're about three months old now. We have an espresso vodka, which tastes to me like an espresso martini, already ready to go. We have our elderflower vodka, which mixes great with anything that normal vodka does, gives it a nice floral sweet note. And then we have our chocolate vodka, which is best friends with the espresso. They mix well together for any kind of chocolate martini, chocolate espresso martini. Um, They've been extraordinarily uh, well-received at Total Wine and all the bars and restaurants, including the Jaguar Stadium who we are partners with. Love it. Love it. Now, besides the Duval Donkey, what are some of the other signature drinks we like to make with Brackish Vodka? You personally. uh, Well, I'm a big fan of the elderflower. So to me, it's a very simple drink, just soda water and a lemon. Elderflower, it's like a a flavored seltzer water with a little bit of kick, and you still get that, you know, buzz that you're looking for, and it's amazing. No frills, no nonsense, just like the Duval Donkey. Easy peasy. All right, without further ado, it's that time. Let's do it. It's time to pass the headset. Passing it off to Chad. To Chad. Chad Rock. The one, the only bartender extraordinaire here at Growler's Bar and Grill. We are at Tailgaters Parking in case you're driving down, you're looking for a spot to get your tailgate on. We're here. We're partying. They here have tons of drinks here. So let's tons talk about drinks. that before we make 
the Duval Donkey. Chad, what sort of specials are we running here today? So we're going to run the specials. We're running the Donkey special today all day. Love it. Um, if you, it's also, we're going to do a in-the-game special that every time the Jaguars score a touchdown, we're going to do a Jag shot. So awesome. if you are around here and you don't have tickets and you still want to come down, Come on down. We're going to do those shots during the game. And uh, so every time they score, which I want to hand out a lot of shots today, so come on down. Hey, there's mm -hmm. TVs too, so oh, yeah. it's it's not like you won't be able to watch the game. Of course, oh, yeah. you can listen to it on 92.5 FM and 1010 AM too. Uh, but, yes, there will also be TVs on ESPN, and so you can watch the game, have your shots every time the Jaguars score, and, of course, a whole lot of fun, which yeah. includes. The Duval Donkey. Yes. <laughs> Undefeated big time. Monday it's going night to Canton, Ohio. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, we're actually uh, going to the Brackish guys and I are going to uh, the Cleveland game next week, so we're taking the donkey with us. You oh, are bringing it with yes. you. We're hey, I'll be there. There you go, Bo. Here we go. There we go. This is going to be the ultimate test because if the donkey can win in Cleveland, yep. the only place we're not bringing it is Kansas City. Other oh, than yeah. that, we'll come yeah. up with something for the workaround. But besides, <laughs> the Jags are going to be hosting throughout the playoffs, so oh, we don't yeah. have to worry about that. Oh, yeah, we're going to be making them all the time. All right, without further ado. Here we go. Here we so go. We're going to do a, a generous two-ounce portion today. Of the of brackish vodka, the OG, as Matt likes to call it, OG. Not the elderflower, not the espresso, or right. the chocolate. So we're coming confections. in. Confections. Here we go, chocolate confections. And then we're going to do a, top it off with a little ginger beer. It's kind of like the Perfect. elderflower drink, though, that Matt was describing. It's no nonsense, just two ounces of your standard brackish vodka, ginger beer, fill it up to the top, a little lime garnish. That is awesome. That looks amazing. What more do you need in this life of sin? Just bringing the wins. Absolutely. Here and, of course, go. signature Brackish Jaguar Cups that you can get here at Growler's Bar and Grill. So you know you're going to want to come down here at the this very is, least to bring one of these cups home, folks. This is like watching Picasso paint. Exactly. I mean, it, it really is. It, it, I can't it's tell you how much I enjoy it. Yeah, Nicole's going to get plenty of pictures up here real close. <laughs> She's right, going to get so some videos, go. too. All right. So Matt was supposed to drink this with us today. Oh, Matt can come okay. on set. We can bring him yeah. back on so set. So, Matt, you're going to drink this with us? Here we go. Okay, so. Hayes and I are going to do something a little different. We don't expect you to there, keep you up there, buddy. All set? Okay. Here we go. Here we are. Here's the Jags. Cheers. Chug, chug. This is why there you watch go. on YouTube, folks. Oh, wait. A little left over. Matt, did we compete? Yep, a little bit left. There we go. Left. Boom. Good times. Great job. Good times. This is why you watch Your on YouTube, Facebook, oh, yeah. and Twitter. Best one ever. The best Duval one. Donkey Brackish Vodka. I don't have anything else to cheers with. So available <laughs> in liquor stores across Jacksonville and beyond. And, of course, now I heard Miller's Ale House, too, is a oh, yeah. contingent coming to the game tonight. And you can get your Brackish Vodka there, too. Yeah. Also going to be a sponsor of uh, University of North Florida. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Fantastic. So thank you to our friends at Brackish. Awesome. Thank you to Chad and the crew here at Growler's Bar and Grill. Do such an excellent job of hosting us each and every game day. Day as your Jaguars head into Everbank Stadium. All right, one last thing to do before we pass it off to the public's tailgate show, J.P. Shadrick and friends, and the rest of your Jaguars pregame coverage, and that is score predictions. Casey Dobson, kick us off. Is it too much to ask for when the spotlight is on us to say, you know what, world, we Jacksonville are ready to send you a statement with a 35 to 10 W in Duval. Can we get it done, baby? Can we do it? That's what that, that that that's my score prediction. So Casey's in the same boat as Jeff Prosser. He's seeing double digit multi-touchdown victories for your victory for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Hayes Carlion, what say you? 
I am going to say it's a little closer than that. Cincinnati's got a lot of pride in their organization. I think the Jaguars get it done, and I think the Jaguars cover, but I'm going to go a little lower scoring. I'm going to say 24-13 Jaguars. All right, Graham Marsh, break it down for me. This is 31-21 Jaguars. Jaguars well in command of the game the whole time. I see maybe a garbage time, 10 points or so from the Bengals late in the game. Trevor Lawrence not even in the game at that point. Although if it got a 10, they'd maybe have to put it back in. But 31-21, to 21, end score. I have gone oppo in each of the Jags' victories. I also went oppo when they got thumped by the 49ers, so I'm not really sure that stands. I do like what Marshall Kramsky of WCPO was saying, though. I think that this Bengals team could be frisky. I honestly would have felt so much better about this game if the Bengals were coming off a victory over the offenseless, offensive Pittsburgh Steelers they are not and so I do think you'll see Jake Browning make strides in his second start I think the Bengals cover but I do think the Jaguars get their ninth victory of the season and move into sole possession of first place in the AFC the number one seed runs through Duval before we say goodbye any final thoughts as we get ready for this Monday Night Football? Fire them up, Carline. If they're driving around in their car, I see a couple people uh, signing, sending, sounding off on the text line, 641-1010. We've had to endure a lot uh, with this team over the last 11 years. And savor this moment. It's the start of something incredible. And enjoy it tonight. Have a great time. Nothing unites a community like sports. The academics may not like that about the human condition, but it is a fact. Nothing unites us like sports. Let's have a hell of a time tonight. Absolutely. What more can be said? Our thanks to Frank Frangie, Jeff Prosser, Marshall Kramsky, our friends at Brackish Vodka. Is that everybody? This was a jam-packed show. Great job. Uh, our fastest-flying, famous automotive and kickoff, ki- famous automotive and quick-loop kickoff show of the season. And don't worry, we'll be back with a jam-packed edition in two weeks' time. Will the Jaguars be looking at, I don't know, perhaps moving to 11-3 and on the season? First things first, got to take care of business and the Cincinnati Bengals tonight. For producer Casey Dobson, for engineer Graham Marsh, for Hayes Carlion, I am Mia O'Brien. The Public Stalegate Show comes up next right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM, followed by kickoff between your Jaguars and the Bengals.